0: This is a podcast by Well House Church, where certain things are fixed, the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. What's cracking, beer lovers?
1: What's up? How we doing?
0: We doing good. I'm ready to drink some beer. Let's, Let's talk do some it. theology.
1: Let's do it. We are still in our Christmas Advent beer collection from Clown, from Clown Shoes Brewing Company. Bladen, what you got tonight?
0: I have the Advent Party Crasher. It's an American Imperial Stout. Um, I am very excited about this. Um, oh, there is a story on this. Where it's written in the artwork.
1: Oh, that's new.
0: I didn't see that before.
1: That hasn't been that hasn't been done by any of their labels yet.
0: So the uh the label is. A dude in tactical gear killing zombies wearing a Santa hat. Um, and That's important. We're going to come back to that in a
1: minute. Very dystopian of them. Yeah.
0: We'll come back to that. Oh, and there's More also a little... apocalyptic, I guess. Uh, there's also a little elf on here, too. Oh. Um, we'll come back to that in a minute. Because that is important. But the little thing written on the wall of the artwork says, In a world full of uncertainty, hardship and people trying to hold us back. Do we need the undead and trademark attorneys, too? Oh, this is a supposed to be an attorney um, Christmas party, I think. Oh. Yeah, I think so. Um, do we need the undead and trademark attorneys, too? Clown Shoes says, No, die, monsters, die. <laughs> <laughs> Forces of darkness... Brought about a change in the name of this beer, which was released to celebrate our second anniversary, but it still sports signature dark malts, holy water, and malt smoked locally with hickory and ash. Um, so it's a spin off of, of the original American Imperial stout that Clanchise put out, mm-hmm. um, the Undead Party Crasher. Mm. Um, and this is what they say on their website. Who says Crasher, which is the 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 monster hunter yep. on the front? Um, who says Crasher can't get in the holiday spirit as well? Doff thou Santa hat and crash thine holiday party? Hey. Uh, tasting notes are going to be um, chocolate orange type stuff,
1: Ooh. Um,
0: and a little splash of citrus. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see how this goes. Um, it's Eight percent. Oh, and its specialty ingredients is mandarin orange, sweet orange peel, and lactose, which means it's gonna be creamy.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: It'll I'm be excited very, about this. Very
1: milk stout like. Good. That sounds good. So I have the space cupcake IPA from Clown Shoes. It's six percent uh, A B V and its main hop is mosaic. Huh. Interesting. Um which I wouldn't have thought. And this is the story about the space cupcake, Um, which located in Boston, right? Yes. Which all of their like lore based things are just a little strange and quirky. And I'm here for it. It's fantastic. (laughs) And this is what it says about the space cupcake. This rebellious little, um, Oh, sorry. Every space cupcake has been evil until now. This rebellious little turncoat thought he was fighting the good fight as a member of the space cake armada. Turns out he was unwittingly an enforcer of galactic tyranny. One daring escape later, with a healthy dose of mayhem on the way out, the first space cupcake to escape the armada is free to stop following orders and start following his moral compass. Mm. It's very postmodern of them. Yeah. Tasting notes. Space Cakes signature sweet malt backbone and juicy hop profile meets a sessionable 6% ABV in this American IPA. Mosaic hops are front and center in the citrusy aroma and flavor this delectable IPA presents.
0: Interesting. I, I love what they're doing. Because I feel like they've created their own little universe Mm -hmm. and how they make beer and tell that story. Oh, man, it's so cool. It's fantastic. It's so cool. Cheers, Cheers, buddy. I can't smell crap today. Mm. So stereotypical Like stout flavors Yeah Obviously Chocolate And uh The lactose does add A kind of creamy mouthfeel Um And the The sweet orange Doesn't really appear as sweet It's almost like a bitter orange Mm. Like an orange zest Um And um, the citrus is there for like a split second and then disappears.
1: Mm, Lots of milk, lots of chocolate, lots of dark kind of roasted flavors.
0: Yeah. All very stereotypical stout flavors with this kind of, to me, it's presenting as a bitter orange. Yeah. Um, And then like a splash. Like when they say a splash of citrus, like it's really just like a little bit.
1: Yeah, just kind of faintly there,
0: and it's just it's there, and then it's gone. Yeah.
1: Okay, and score.
0: I'm, I'm probably sitting at a seven.
1: Okay. Got it. Seven just flat rookie flat score. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Um. So mine. They are 100% right when they say malt is the backbone. It got a lot of malt flavor for an IPA. Um, Good change of pace, mosaic, definitely very forward. It's clearly the only hop in the thing. Um, Very, very good IPA, very American style. They're also right about that. Um, So for what it does, I think it does really well. Um, just like, I think a solid middle of the road, like seven, two, seven, three, kind of just like, it's really good for what it does.
0: Yeah. Cool. I'm about it. I am so about it. All right. So let's talk about revelation. Um, we talked about natural revelation last week. Yeah. So I guess let's talk about everything else.
1: That's literally what it is. Uh, so in, in the conversation of revelation, you have...
0: Again, not the book. Yeah, but not God's the book. God's own revelation. God's
1: own revelation of himself. The way in which God reveals himself. Right. You, you really have two categories of revelation. You have natural revelation, which right. is what we talked about last week. Um, and then you have everything else. And because it's so encompassing... We call it natural revelation and special revelation. Right. It's literally just everything else in the way that God reveals himself, which is special. Different than how supernatural, you might say. And within special revelation, there are really three main categories. Okay. First of which is the Bible. Okay. The Bible itself gets classified as special revelation. Interesting. Um, Well, it's because because of the the inspiration inspiration, piece. Yeah. It's the inspiration piece, which, if you didn't know, we have around here kind of given up inerrancy just because I don't think it's a helpful construct. If you were going to back me in a corner and say, do you believe in inerrancy? I could probably tell you yes, Mm. but... My definition of inerrancy is going to be different. Yeah, it would not be, is the Bible without error? Right. No, that's not how I would define inerrancy. I would define inerrancy as the Bible is perfect uh, according to its purpose.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Which I don't really understand, but fair enough. <laughs> well, that's kind
1: of the point. Um,
0: <laughs> to me, but okay. Never yeah.
1: Yeah. Which kudos to Roger Olson for giving me that language. That's literally just stolen straight from him. Um, But yeah, so I I don't really think the Bible is inerrant in the kind of traditional way or pseudo traditional because it's only like 150 years old for a conversation. Right. Um, But so I don't really think inerrancy is a thing. But even people who have given up inerrancy, a lot of us still hold to inspiration. Um, and I absolutely still hold inspiration. I definitely think the scriptures... I think you scriptures, almost have to. Yeah, I definitely think the scriptures are inspired. Sometimes, I mean, I question kind of how that works a lot of the time, and I've got some doubts about how that plays out. But because of the inspiration piece, the Bible gets included right. as a category of special, special revelation. revelation. Fair enough. Um, no another category of special revelation which i would argue is the most important category of special revelation is jesus mm-hmm. jesus himself is special revelation
0: because it's one he's 100 god 100 percent man correct you know he does yeah. miracles
1: i right. mean he is god he is the ultimate miracle and that he dies and he is resurrects flesh correct yeah so jesus is the ultimate special revelation and then you have the bible and then the other category of special revelation, let's just call the miscellaneous.
0: So, everything else that doesn't fit into these two
1: categories. Or natural theology okay. category. So, God appearing to Moses in a burning bush. Okay. Um, visions. Mm-hmm. Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, God talking out of the mouth of a donkey. Mm-hmm. Um, the rocks crying out. Your comment from last week um, Elijah calling down fire from heaven. Right. Um, God appearing to
0: the Israelites as is a, a pillar of fire in the cloud.
1: Yep. Um, God appearing to mm-hmm. Isaiah and these kind of mystical angelic beings. Mm. Um, any kind of vision. So even like apocalyptic visions of like Ezekiel 37 and the, mm. the, Valley of dry bones. Like uh, So like all Peter's
0: of, vision with the the, the cloth yep. and the animals and all the things.
1: Jacob's dream for Jacob's ladder.
0: And the, the wrestling match that he had with God, like
1: all all special revelation. Okay.
0: So this is kind of debatable and I've had people debate me on this and I'm 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 in a place in my life now where I'm ready to hear other sides of this
1: argument. Okay. What argument is this? We're getting there. Oh, okay.
0: So, I used the word last week, and in this moment, I am currently spacing on what that word is. God appearing in the Old Testament. Theophany.
1: Theophany. Thank you.
0: Um, And that's
1: actually just God appearing. Oh, just... We have theophanies in the New Testament as well. Okay. Um, For instance... Paul seems to be pretty convinced that Jesus himself appeared to him. Oh, on yeah, the on the Damascus, road to Damascus. Yeah, but in the timeline, yeah. Jesus has already ascended. So yeah, probably a theophany. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. So, is the figure that appears to um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the furnace a theophany? Um. Because I've had people say, well, no, it was just an angel. Like, it doesn't really count. But, I mean, I think it says the Son of Man appeared before them.
1: Uh, I think it says the angel of the Lord. Okay. Um, that's in Daniel, right? Yes.
0: I don't remember where in Daniel, but yes.
1: Fiery <laughs> Fiery furnace. Shedrick, Mishik, and, and a Billy Goat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not really a, what they're called. No, that's you, not really no. their names. Don't <laughs> Google that. Yeah,
0: it's a Tyler Perry thing.
1: That's a Medea thing.
0: Which is Tyler Perry? Oh yeah,
1: same team. Yeah. I just Medea.
0: Uh, Daniel three. <laughs> <laughs> Medea for president. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Daniel three. Yeah. I think it says the angel of the Lord. Sorry, um, uh, furnace. In fury, now if you're ready, throw them in, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answer the king of Nebuchadnezzar. We have no need. Was so filled with rage because the king's command was urgent. Um. Said, was it not three men we threw in? Okay, so Daniel three twenty four. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, was astonished and wrote, okay, so if you're looking for a timeline for when this is happening in the story of the Old Testament, this is after the second exile, after Solomon's temple has been destroyed, and they're in exile in Babylon. Okay. That's when this is happening, This the post or the exilic period. Mm-hmm. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up quickly. He said to his counselors, Was it not three men that we threw into the fire? They answered the king, True, O king, he replied, but I see four men unbound walking in the middle of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the fourth has the appearance of a god. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace and the blazing fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire, and... The straps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not been power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads were not singed. Their tunics were not harmed. Not even the smell of a fire came from them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel angel, and and delivered delivered his his servants. servants." So I, I don't know. There are people...
0: That argue that
1: it's Jesus, right? Um, I don't really think that's helpful. Okay, Um,
0: that's the way that it was first presented to me. So probably, probably it was Jesus in the furnace
1: with them. Uh, That's a pretty common fundamentalist argument. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the problem: Um, in in order to have Jesus you kind of need Mary. Fair enough. Um,
0: but couldn't you, well, yeah.
1: He seems to have corporeal form.
0: Right. In some way.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's clearly deified. Right. Because Nebuchadnezzar says he appears to be a god. Right. But, then when he's talking to him, he says they sent an angel, mm. and they're walking around in there. Right. So it's not like this angelic being just kind of floating. So to answer your question, I'm less inclined to call that Jesus, mm-hmm. um, much more inclined to just say some kind of angelic creature, um, because we also know that angels can take on corporeal form. Right. Right. We see that in Genesis 19, the Sodom and Gomorrah story with Lot. Yeah. Um, there's there's lots of places where we can point to the go, oh, and angels can have corporeal form. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't really think it's Jesus, but Fair there enough. there are lots of people that do. And honestly, I'm not sure our dad might be one of them. Um, I actually think I've had this conversation with him, and I do think he thinks that's Jesus, uh, which is totally fine. And yeah, yeah. Even, even if you want to alleviate the Jesus thing, you you could say that it's just the preexistent son of God mm-hmm. um, taking some kind of corporeal form. But I, I kind of think that ruins the beauty of
0: mary story
1: and, well just and the the, and, the incarnate kind yeah. of element yeah. like i just i kind of think you need that to stay sacred to the new testament
0: uh, I, I, yeah um, fair enough but in this conversation of like special revelation um, that's
1: definitely a category of special revelation god yeah. revealed himself in a special way that people were thrown into a furnace
0: and did not burn.
1: And did not burn because God protected them. Yeah. And a, and somehow appeared to be with them. Right.
0: And that was always just a question for me. Was it Jesus or was it not? Right? Yeah. Like because I've heard it both ways yep. over the years. Yeah. Um and honestly, I hadn't really thought about that in years. Yeah. Because it doesn't really matter right the, it does, in the, like yeah. in the grand scheme of things the 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 fundamentals of that story is god protected his people uh yeah right
1: that's what the story is communicating
0: yeah god protected the people who stood up for him god protected literally his faithful stood yeah, up his for
1: faithful, them yeah yeah uh yeah literally stood literally up for because they would up. not bow they would not to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's the, idol right
0: or statue his golden statue that was Flipping massive.
1: Yeah. So, special revelation is all of those things in scripture. But special revelation would also encompass and this kind of like miscellaneous element would... I mean, just in the same way that prophecy falls into that category of special revelation, I would say that the teaching of the scriptures
0: would fall... Okay. Would
1: fall into this because... I mean, I don't ever pick up the scriptures and teach without first having said, hey, God, can you please like give me some kind of direction through right. prayer? Um, so I would put that in the category of special revelation. I, I would put prayer in general I was about in the say, category of special revelation. I was
0: about to say praying and speaking in tongues would
1: be... So speaking in tongues would definitely be... Um, special revelation. Special revelation. Um, <laughs> He miraculous healings, miracles of any kind, um, all those things definitely special revelation. Um, Ooh, all the signs in John's gospel, right? Very much so.
0: Baptism, would that be?
1: Ooh, okay. So this depends.
0: I mean, it would depend on your theology surrounding baptism. Correct. For me. I think it would fall under the category of special revelation.
1: What What's your preferred, like, sacramental view?
0: I would say, so, the importance of, of baptism is really found, yeah, we see John baptizing people, but we see Peter say, repent and be baptized, right? As it is, baptism is a separate thing that is, Almost equally as important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when has,
1: Jesus Himself says that repent oh, and, and be, be baptized. baptized, you're right you're for right. for the forgiveness for, yeah, of sins. Yes, for is the big word
0: there right, for the forgiveness of sins, meaning that your baptism plays a actual sacrificial sacrificial. That's not really what, sacramental sac- sacramental sacred sort of deal in your um in the start of your deification.
1: And so, what what does sacrament mean to you? When you use that word, what are you communicating?
0: I'm communicating the things that um the things the the activities that we participate in in a sort of ritualistic manner um to r- represent and or participate in godness.
1: Well, that's not actually sacramental at all. That's just memorial. Okay. Um, sacramental means that it, the act itself imparts grace.
0: Mm. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I would say that I would fall in that category. Then even still.
1: So in the same way for the conversation of baptism, the question that always comes up is, um, if baptism imparts grace, is it possible for someone to be saved without being baptized?
0: Right. Are you actually asking me that question?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that, okay. I, need, I need that to tell you if, if baptism is special revelation for you.
0: <clears throat> I have not worked that out yet.
1: Okay, then, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if baptism is a special revelation for you. Would
0: you say that it is for you? Oh, it's
1: 100% for me.
0: So you would say that you need baptism to be saved?
1: I would say that the average person needs baptism to be saved, but that God's grace is bigger than
0: the, the average, average person. person. Yeah. That's so how I would yes say yes and no.
1: Correct. I, what I would say is in the same way that I don't think God's desire is for you to go live, a non-faithful life to God, and then on your deathbed, pull the Constantine move and give your life over to God. Right. Um, but God's grace is bigger than that. Right. Um, and so it happens, and I think God like, redeems people in those situations, even though it's less than ideal. In yeah. the same way, I think in an ideal world, God would want everyone to be baptized, but we don't live in an ideal world, and right. so God's grace is bigger than that.
0: I mean, even...
1: The thief on the cross would be my example biblically.
0: Right. Even even um, the Catholics have this sort of idea. And everybody would know that the importance of baptism to Catholicism is huge.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: Right. This is a big deal for them. And so even they allow, quote, lay people, people that are not priests, to baptize people in, like, emergency situations. Right. Um there's like, traditionally speaking, there there's a pretty heavy level of
1: need mm-hmm.
0: for baptism.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think for me, so Jesus' words, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, definitely play a part in that for me. It, it plays less of a part for me, though. The real thing that makes me sacramental in the way that I would... Um, go about it, understand it, and um, the reason I would call it special revelation is because what what truth it reveals about God. And this is the truth that it reveals about God. This is Romans 6 verse 1. What then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Yeah. Paul seems to think that baptism is literally you participating in, into Christ Jesus.
0: Which screams special revelation.
1: It screams special revelation and it screams sacrament to me. Mm -hmm. It screams that this imparts grace. Now, I don't think it exclusively imparts grace. Right. It's Baptism does not save you. Right. But baptism definitely has a part in saving you. But... Also in the same way, and I've talked about this before, there are levels of grace. Right. It's if we believe God to be the author and sustainer of life, it's it's a it's a grace of God that every one of us woke up breathing this morning. Right. That's an experience of grace that's not saving grace. Right. Right? It's an experience of grace that every time we're in a building, it doesn't fall down. It's an experience of grace that God protects us from a car accident, right? There, there are experiences of grace that happen far beyond any kind of like, saving grace, right. exclusive saving grace. You
0: don't need the evangelical circle for, to receive grace. No, right? like,
1: not at all. Every single person receives grace because they're made in the image of God. Right. ...loved by God, and God is the author and sustainer of life, which they are still breathing.
0: So in this conversation, though, about the sacraments and special revelation, if the sacraments are meant to impart grace, then that would mean all the sacraments that the individual person believes would impart grace...
1: O- only if they reveal God, okay. So you must be participating in Christ, okay, in order for it to be revelatory of Christ, right, in a sacramental way.
0: So, so, so that would be communion. Uh, that would be marriage, mm-hmm. um, and baptism, and baptism. That's so, why those are
1: my only three sacraments. Fair enough. And they all would fit under the category of special revelation because
0: for me. they participate in.
1: Christ. They participate in Je- their metaphors are rooted in the participation of the life and deification of Jesus Christ. Interesting.
0: That that's actually a really good way to think about it, and bring us back to the importance of these sacraments mm-hmm. because 100%. you are experiencing special revelation, like in your daily practice.
1: Well, daily
0: and- practice, but like. When you go to church and you partic- participate in communion, right? Mm-hmm. Even how we do it, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I think there's something very different about participating in divinity in a tangible way. So much of divinity and the experience of divinity these days is intangible. Things that we cannot touch, things that we cannot see. Mm. There's something special about an element of tangibility to divinity that comes in baptism, right? I'm participating in Christ through a tangible experience with this water, right? This, this kind of cleansing thing that I can, I can touch, I can feel it goes in my nose. My hair is wet. I, I, something clearly happens to me Mm -hmm. in this moment that is spiritual. Mm -hmm. In the same way with the Lord's Supper, uh, Eucharist, I am physically going to eat something that I am told Jesus held in his hands and said, this is my body. Like literally, if you were ever going to talk about a biblical interpretation of the Lord's Supper, yeah. Jesus literally just said, right. "This is my body." Right. It's like okay, you you can't get much more literal than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's a tangible piece of bread and wine, and and this bread takes work for me to consume, mm. um, and this wine. Is tart and bitter, reminding me of the suffering of the blood that was shed. That that Jesus endures for me, right? Right. Like there's something special about that kind of tangibility of it, and I would include marriage in the same way, right? As Paul has rooted marriage in the metaphor of Christ's love for the church. um, Actually, having an individual through whom I have to practice loving that way gives me a different experience. Of um, grace and the understanding of grace that I'm told about in the scriptures when yeah. I actually practice it.
0: And not just a different understanding of grace, but a different understanding of Jesus. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is coming from the guy who's never been married. Yeah. But if if you're going into this marriage with the idea of Christ's love for, church, for the church, and you are loving this person in that way, then you obviously would have some sort of idea of how jesus loves you
1: yep right 100
0: yeah okay interesting
1: yeah uh 100 percent um and so i think and here's the other thing i will say this is my last comment on special revelation i don't have any more comments after this but Everyone knows I'm very given over to postmodernity. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> it's not a secret around it's here. It's not a
1: secret around here that I'm very postmodern and subjective in my spirituality and the ways that I think about this. Um, guys, I, I really see zero reason to think that special revelation isn't anything other than the very special way in which you meet God. Whatever that is to you. Maybe that's reading the Bible. Maybe that's experiencing God through prayer and worship music. Maybe that's lighting a candle and meditating. Uh, I will tell you, here recently for me, the most divine moments that I have in any day, stretching at the end of the day, at night, when I turn on every night, when I get ready to go to bed, I turn on some blues music, I play it through my speaker system and I just sit and stretch and meditate for about 45 minutes and pray. That's the most divine moment. And 90% of the time, that's my most divine experience. Special revelation can be anything where God has specially revealed himself to you. It, there's no that. That's literally why it's called special. Right. Um. I got a story about this. This is when I was still deep in fundamentalism. Um. The story came out. Can't remember if it was at Bethel or Hillsong Church. One of them. One of the One of the big charismatic churches. And i having a prayer meeting. I think it was Bethel.
0: It, oh, you're talking about the, the, the feathers? feathers? Yeah, yeah, it's Bethel.
1: So the story comes out. They're in a prayer meeting. There's like 400 people here or whatever. And the person at the front of the stage says, hey, who needs prayer or whatever? And there's all this stuff happening around. And feathers start to kind of go and hover over people that need prayer. And so they go and follow the feather and pray for that person and they become healed. Now, when I was deep in fundamentalism, my answer was, well, that can't be real because the Bible doesn't ever say that God reveals himself that way. Right. I really hate that I used to feel that way. Yeah. Um, because yeah, the Bible doesn't say that God ever revealed himself in that way, but it also doesn't say that he can't. Hmm. Um and I'm just at a place where I'd much rather be inclusive than exclusive. And so I kind of take the other way. I'm like, if God if
0: if if people were healed through this in yeah, whatever if, way, like... Yeah,
1: if I, like, if I approach this and I'm like, okay, I don't see any reason why it's problematic that God reveals himself that way, Yeah, more power to you. Like, yeah. if it's special to you, it's special to you. Who am I to say? God revealed himself through a cloud of, like a pillar of um, cloud and a pillar of smoke and fire. Like, why can't he reveal himself in a feather? Right. Why can't he reveal himself in some gold dust? Uh, which which is another, <laughs> another story, story that happened at Bethel. Yeah. Um,
0: I was actually I, about to bring that up.
1: Like, yeah. I just got, like, I don't have any time for this anymore. If, if God's at work and revealing himself in special ways and you feel connected to divinity through the person of Jesus in any kind of experience or moment, Honestly, who the hell am I to say it's not true?
0: Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. Like, we all have our own experiences with God day to day, right? Everyone, whether you realize it or not, you are having an experience with God. Mm-hmm. I find mine in the evening um, sitting outside under the stars. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, that's a very n- natural revelation of you.
0: Yeah, it, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, but... The way in which it happens sometimes is special, yeah. Um, like I told the story a few weeks ago about the shooting star, mm-hmm. um, and that was that felt like God communicating to me, yeah, um, through nature, yeah, right. So it, it was natural revelation that revealed itself specially, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yep, and and so. Not to my knowledge, do we see anywhere in Scripture God communicating through the stars?
1: Mm, Well, yes. There is. There is? Well, it's a problematic interpretation because it doesn't actually talk about this. Um, The text in Ezekiel that everybody claims is Satan falling from heaven, Mm -hmm. it's actually a star metaphor. Mm -hmm. It's actually not about Satan at all. It's about a king in the ancient world, right. Who falls from power, um, but there there are ways in which God okay, reveals Himself through the stars. I, I forgot about Abraham. Oh yeah, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Yeah, um, there are there are definitely the Star of David. Mm, mm. I mean, yeah, there's lots of stars. My bad.
0: My bad, you're right. And we're also in Advent right now, and I forgot about the Star of David. Right, like, yeah. (laughs) My bad. Yeah. I I take that one back, but... Yeah,
1: there there are lots of star references.
0: Yeah, my bad. But still, that's the way that God has communicated to me.
1: Yeah. Um, God has especially revealed himself to you in a special way.
0: Yeah. Who are we to take that away from anyone else? Because fundamentally, what we believe here is that the end goal is for people to be restored and if people are experiencing restoration who's to talk anything bad about that